because it's happening. What we do then, we're here and we talk about bloody Babel. Babylonians, Babylon. Hello, Babylonians. Hello. This is a surprise for you because this, isn't a, this isn't a day we normally <laughs> record on. Well, I mean, this is a normal day when we record on it, but you didn't expect it to be out on a Friday yeah. because usually we do it on Thursdays. So you got a double whammy. You're welcome. Hey guys, today's episode is being presented by Vayer. Vayer was founded with the goal of building an affordable everyday wristwatch that blends tasteful design with extreme durability and functionality. Vayer returned a sense of dignity to affordable wristwatches and are built to last. Vayer is a true American watch company specializing in both quartz and automatic watches. Vayer is offering our listeners 15% off if you use the code PODGO15. That's P O D. G-O-1-5. Go to V-A-E-R-Watches.com to learn more and get your new timepiece today. So this is a surprise, obviously. Hello, you're welcome. Um, We've been talking about, like, wanting to add, you know, like an extra episode either per week or bi-weekly or doing an extra like two episodes or like a bonus episode like once a month or something so I talked to Shauna and I mean I'll clue Kelly in on it too because as we mentioned previously she is not gone she's just doing her thing yeah. living her life being super busy coaching teaching parenting being all awesome being amazing uh, that takes a lot of freaking work so. yeah it really does so I talked to Shauna about it and I was like that's me Hey, that's her. Hey, hello. Welcome to this episode. So I was like, why don't we start adding so it's not so stressful on us? Because um, uh, let's know. I'm not going to lie. I do a lot. Yes, she knows. <laughs> I've got all the, 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 the queen Babylonian up in this business. I'm the queen of the Babylonians. <laughs> Probably people of Babylon would disagree just kidding. No, whatever. She's amazing and she does all the work and I'm trying to help her and um, had some technical difficulties on the last episode. Me, did we ever? Hopefully it'll be okay. It'll be fine. It'll be great. But um, so um, these episodes are going to be a little, they're not going to be, they're going to be similar to rabbit holes like this first one, but it's going to be every other Friday. So we like, Okay, so I don't get overwhelmed, but Shauna's been stepping in and doing amazing. So send her love. I don't know what I've done, but she's just amazing. (laughs) She's just amazing. She keeps she puts me in a good headspace when I'm in a bad one because that's what sisters do. And I'm so freaking thankful that my brother found her every single day. Because me too. Me too. He's pretty. He's pretty cool. He's I like him a lot. Third love. I mean, my brother. Okay, don't get me wrong. In my opinion, biggest asshole I've, on the planet. But the way he's a whole different human that I don't get to always see the loving, adorable side. And I love. But like when he started actually listening to my podcast, and then he my podcast. So this is not all it, mine by myself. Fine. To the podcast and like giving like constructive criticism. Like it just warmed my cold little bed heart. I'm gonna say colon. And my colon. I've been pooping great. 
Thanks, bro. <laughs> so this is just going to be, so it'll be every other Friday. So I know some people are like, oh my God, I listen so fast. So this week you got two episodes. So you're welcome. You're still welcome. We just want to, we just want, we want to get, we just want to just expand a little bit, not too crazy. Cause I do still work a full-time job. Um, and I'm raising a tiny human who's a lot of work. We're in the middle of potty training right now, but damn, are we so close to being yes. like potty trained? Boom. He's just got to learn how to wipe his booty. But that's beside me. Well, that takes time. That takes you mean time. I'm I mean, I'm 27 and sometimes I'm like, why is there, um, little, uh, little bits of tissue still in my bum? <laughs> A terrible adult. No, I don't know who let me get happens. this old. But um, so like I said, this is gonna be kind of like a fun one. Um, if you noticed that the intro music is different, it's still my dudes, fantasy and world music by the fighters, but the sound is called creepy doll music. Ooh, I love it. So it's still our dudes. So go check them out on YouTube. Go listen to the whole thing. Um, but yeah, so this will be a little fun, fun extra for you guys, and maybe eventually we'll get to the point where we'll be. Um, you know, well put together enough for uh, two episodes a week, but right now it'll be every other week, so I don't lose my sanity because I do that a lot because I like to overthink things. So this was actually a rabbit hole. I think I, I either talked about it with Shauna and we're like, oh, we should have Kelly do this, or um, so I just added it to my list because you know I have a never-ending list of stories that I want to cover. But she so, had to share with me. Sorry. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry. There's a whole long <laughs> list. Um, I've edited. It's edited, I've updated, I've gone through, and some of them are shorter cases, so they may end up, it may be, end up being a true crime case on these little bonus, on that, yeah, these bonus episodes on Fridays, but um, what better way to introduce a Friday than a freaking new episode? So you're welcome! So excited! Bye-bye. Okay, so this is, this is Nicole's rabbit hole, because I don't get to do them very often. Usually I do sad, gross, disgusting, disturbing things, but this one, I mean, it's still kind of wild, but I... I have always been intrigued. I mean, um, fall is among us, so things are starting to die, and it's my favorite season to thrive. <laughs> but I'm going to tell you about deadly flowers. Hey, hey! So I found a couple different articles, and so we're going to talk about 17 different flowers, and one of them gives, like, their actual scientific name, and y'all know, y'all know how good your girl is <laughs> at of, pronouncing any things. Any of us girls on this Which podcast. is not, because <laughs> I'm not... I'm smart, but I'm not that smart. Okay, it's fine. So we're going to start. So this is um, off a website. Uh, there's a lot of letters. You know, I always cite my sources in the show notes. So we're going to start with this. This is a list of seven. And then I have another list that's got like ten, ten different ones. So some of these flowers, which I think it makes it even more unsettling, is that they're beautiful. And I'm like, oh, I like this. But if I touch it, it can be detrimental to your health or as this says hazardous to your health we highlight nature's most beautiful but deadly flowers is what this website said so this the first one is called an english broom (laughs) which i'm like okay i don't know i don't think it's this one so i know we have some uk listeners so um I'm not going to speak in a British accent because I don't want to offend anyone, even though I think mine's pretty great. But um, if you guys have seen these, if you have pictures of these, please either, um, I'd prefer you email them to me because if I get a lot, I don't get any messages in my DMs. Let's be real here. <laughs> Unless it's other podcasters who are like, hey, put my ad in your episode. And I'm like, bruh, I'm going to do it. Hey, I, there's going to be ad, an ad on this one. Go listen to those people. But anyways, um, so this is native to England along with the rest of the Western and Central Europe. 
It's this bright and bold bloom might look like a bunch of charming miniature bananas. <laughs> See what you did there? <laughs> <laughs> but it's a pack, but it packs a devastating punch. The English room scientific name. All right, here it goes, guys. You're welcome. Cystis, wait, side. Okay. Cytosis scoparius. Uh huh. Well then. I'm going to name okay. my next cat that. Never mind, I'll never have a cat. Contains toxic chemical chemicals. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> which can affect your heartbeat, potentially Ooh. depressing the heart and nervous system, and is considered especially harmful to children, pregnant women, and people with heart conditions. So that's what it looks like. I'm joined Shauna. Oh, wow. Obviously, okay, there's 17 of these. So I'll I'll probably make a collage of maybe these first seven. Because you can only put 10 pictures on Instagram. So I may I may blend some of these together, but I'll label them. So you guys can see all these um, wildly candy corn. Yeah, but it's yeah, it's, it, they do look like little bananas that are bleeding. <laughs> so maybe I need my glasses on. So we are no longer <laughs> bloody baffles. We are bloody bananas today. <laughs> I think I just figured out what our bonus episode is. Welcome to bloody bananas. Oh, there it is. I'm so sorry. And there goes our UK listeners. Okay, the next one is called monkshood. Ooh. Hello. Aconitum, better known as Monkshood, as well as a wide range of illuminating nicknames for the Devil's Helmet to Blue Rocket. Oh is my God, all I'm thinking of are penises. <laughs> Devil's <laughs> and Blue Bulls. Um, is indigenous to Western Europe and is one of the most poisonous flowers known to man. So, Monkshood? <laughs> Don't be fooled by its stunning purple color. This is really beautiful. <laughs> Get out, Shona. The vibrant appearance of monkshood is more than matched by its toxicity, <gasps> containing large quan con uh, okay quantities of the deadly poison. Oh God, here we go. Pseudocontinine. Conatine is semen. No. Pseudocontinine. <laughs> God damn it. Indigest. Okay. Indigestion. Nicole, get it together. Of monkshood leads to almost instant death. Oh my which. Okay, while merely touching the plant with bare hands can lead to numbness, cardiovascular hypertension, and asphyxia. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh, and they're beautiful. They look really soft. Don't oh, touch them. Oh, you want to touch them. Okay, once again, they said this is found um, in Europe. I don't know why it said it like that. Next one is white snake root. Ooh. All of these have white like, snake. I feel like crawling across a car hood. White snake root. These are all like <laughs> Penis adjacent. Like, I'm okay. Totally These fragile flowers might look like CGI snowflakes in a cheesy Christmas movie. CGI? Barf. Is that what you said? CGI <laughs> snowflakes. Fake, not real. Okay. God damn it, Shauna. We're in the gutter right now with these flowers, but it's fine. But they are far from harmless. What? That they are far from harmless. Oh, harmless means not safe. I'm stupid. Hi, I'm, I'm going to go now. Okay. Known by scientific. Oh, here we go. Scientific name. Ageratina altissima. I kind of like the altissima. Mm -hmm. um, that, I feel like that'd be a very majestic cat who's very fluffy. And it's like, I'm talking about you like cats. I'm skinny. She does like cats. She's just allergic. I'm allergic to them. Um, and they're native to North America. Hey, we live there. White snake root contains tremetol, a toxin so poisonous that it can be proved. Okay. Trimetol. It can be fatal in humans who merely drink the milk of a cow who has eaten this plant. Oh my but, gosh. But will it not? So apparently it won't harm the cow? Ooh! Okay. My hand just yes, rose like I'm in class. Answer. Milk sickness is believed to be the cause of the death of United States President Abraham Lincoln's mother. 
They think she may have died from this. Tell your grandma. <laughs> grandma, listen to my podcast. This one's not about death and destruction. It's about deadly flowers. You're welcome, Grandma. I'll send you the link in your email. Okay, the next one is foxgloves. And I feel like you just need to be British to say that. And if it's not, and if you're gone at UK, I miss you. Come back. Digitalis, better known as foxgloves, or less endearing dead men's bells. Oh. I read it as dead man balls. I, I, that's fine. This is a trash episode. This is fantastic. Might just, might just might be, be the, my favorite. <laughs> and it might just be the most gorgeous flower on our list. Hey, segue, but no, is no lunch. Okay, dangerous for it. The sheer range of potential symptoms in people who ingest this flower is shocking, including but not limited to nausea, convulsions, delirium, and in severe cases, oh crap, arrhythmic. Arrhythmic heartbeat and tremors. Okay, so that's the that was the milk sickness flower, and that's the foxgloves. They're so so crazy how pretty they are. The foxgloves. The picture of this one, um, it's like a really that's like a not lilac. It's that's too dark. It's like a rich purple. It's really pretty. Like I said, in Oregon. Yes, 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 yes. Every part of the flower, from the roots to the flowers and even the seeds, is toxic. In large enough quantities, it can even prove deadly. Okay. This one. Okay. 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 <laughs> this, is, this is the one I'm really excited about because it's associated with the month of May and being born in the month of May. And I was born in the month of May, May 22nd. Send me presents. Thanks. Or, you know what? Better yet, just go donate to your Patreon. Anyways. Okay. This is called Lily of the Valley. Okay. Oh, here we go. Convalaria medallis. Or more commonly known as Lily of the Valley, is a highly poisonous plant found in Asia and Europe. Oh, they're like little bells. Yeah, it's little bells of death. Okay. Bells of death. Of death. It is a beautiful bell-shaped flower and, and has bright red berries, which make it attractive to passersby, but with the entire plant containing dangerous toxins capable of slowing the heart rate and inducing vomiting. And abdominal cramps, this is one of the best, it is best avoided unless you're willing to risk a particularly painful death. Oh my gosh. You know what? I know some serial killers who should eat some of these flowers. But anyways, that's a different story it's for right. another day. Okay. Ooh, this one's really pretty. It's called the Angel's Trumpet. Well, that's a deceiving name. Yep. <laughs> Probably why it's named that. These delightful, unassuming flowers might look like something you'd buy to perk up your living room, but their pleasant name belies a terrifying peril. The angel's trumpet might just be the most terrifying flower on our list. This oh is gosh. what they look like. Oh wow! They really do like like the little trumpets that little the little yeah. naked angels yes, like yes, hold yes, 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 that yes, are yes, so yes, little yes, cherub yes, cherubs. Mm -hmm. Their pastel pink ballet dancer appearance might lead you to believe this flower is harmless. False. But the angel's trumpet contains scop scopolamine. Scopolamine? Scoliosis. Scoliosis of your brain. <laughs> uh, that's just what happened to me. Goodness gracious. Um, a highly dangerous chemical, which even ingested in tiny doses, is said to produce a zombie effect, rendering the afflicted completely docile and unable to retain memories. Oh, shit. Have I eaten this? This is so funny. Wait. So for me. Never mind. Maybe I should, maybe I should say it off white. Okay. Here, whatever. Off the off the banana trumpets. Okay. <laughs> In large quantities, Angel's trumpet scientific name Brugmansia. Oh, 
I feel like I pronounced that right. So can induce intense hallucinations and even prove fatal. I wonder if people eat these to try and get a high off them yeah, and then accidentally or something. I'm trying to die from it. Ooh. I'm not trying to not, die. Not try they, they, they yes. accident, accidental death to try to get a high because that's what they do, unfortunately, to people. Huh. Now I want to look into that. Okay. Autumn Crocus is the last one on this list, but I've got 10 more. So hold on, hold on, people. I got this. With its delicate petals, gorgeous tones, and calming name, Autumn Crocus. Autumn Crocus doesn't immediately strike you as one to watch out for. That's but contains hazardous levels of colchicine. <laughs> colchicine. A toxic chemical whose effects are similar to arsenic poisoning. Oh my gosh. So They're these so are things like could do. Like, make, I made you tea, honey. Like, like you know, sorry. That's honey, I, I bought you off. flowers. Just touch right? them. Yeah, like, I, wow. Look how pretty these are. They are gorgeous. They, most of these are purple. That's my mom's favorite color. That makes sense. Or white. Yeah, like my, not my soul. Um, I dropped my paper. Even in mild cases, the autumn crocus in, indigenous to the United Kingdom. We have listeners there. Don't touch them because we love you. You want me to listen to us forever. It induces vomiting, <laughs> diarrhea, and a burning sensation in the mouth and throat. In severe cases, this unassuming flower can cause liver and kidney failure, oh failure, heart attacks, and, of course, death. Dude, this is like the list that they do at the end of all those commercials and they're like, hey, buy our product. Side effects may contain blah, 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 blah. fucking these flowers. <laughs> these flowers. So we're going to just keep it rolling. Yeah, yeah we're rocking and rolling. We're doing the, uh, Okay, so flowers, typically bright and beautiful, also have a dark side. From carnivorous blooms to poisonous posies, not all flowers are as sweet and innocent as they appear. Mm -hmm. I liked how they did this intro for this naughty, it's called Naughty by Nature, the most, <laughs> the most disgusting and deadly flowers, guys. I don't know why I said it like that, you're wrong. By Remy Molina. Ooh, you have a cool name. LiveScience.com. I always have my sources, but okay. Starting at number 10. This doesn't count now. Ooh. So number 10 is, okay, so it starts with the scientific name, and then it goes, and then it has, like, either the actual name or not. Okay. Narium oleander is the sweetly scented killer. It's number 10 on this list. Beautiful. The wow. elegant... Narium oleander, the blossoms of which are crimson, magenta, or creamy white, is one of the most toxic plants in the world. How do you lead with that? Oh, what? it's so pleasant and beautiful. Mm -hmm. No, just kidding. Yeah. Every part, of, every part of the plant, from its stem to its sap, is incredibly poisonous if ingested. If you guys are going out and eating flowers, email oh. us and we'll get you help. You don't need to be well, out. There's some good ones out there, though. Yeah, but okay. don't eat. Flowers. Dandelions are fine. Do some heavy research. Yeah. Take. Hey, I have a lamp. A lamp. I love lamp. Genie <laughs> of the lamp. Um, I have an app called Plum. No, that might be my meditation app. There's an app that I have for flowers and plants, and Ooh. it's called Picture This. Okay. Um. So yeah, if you're curious about the plants. Ooh. Take a picture and it'll tell you. And the really cool thing about this is when I went camping, sorry to interrupt you. No, you're fine. Um, it's there's relevant. some really amazing plants. And I was, it talks about like 
where they come from and, and like what they can, if they're poisonous, if they're not and what they stand for. So like, if there's like a symbolism for like friendship or this, that or the other, it tells you that too. It's pretty near. Oh, like Lily of the Valley. Yeah. 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 Evil. Like me. Oh, yeah, just kidding. Yeah. I'm kind but of But there were some that I thought I wanted only to find out that they were like death traps. And I was like, Oh, okay. Okay. Let's not like one public snow top mountain or something like that. Mm-hmm. And they're so fucking pretty. Yeah. And only to find out. Nope. Don't plan. Okay. So back to this Narium oleander, inhaling the smoke from this is all is considered smoke. a health. Yeah, and if you burn them, it's a health threat. Like even the smoke of these flowers is deadly. What? There have been cases of inadvertent poisonings resulting from campers using oleander branches to roast hot dogs and marshmallows. Oh, oh. gosh. When you think oleander, I never knew that to be an evil thing. Um, right? In fact, it is believed that some of Napoleon's soldiers died in Spain when they used oleander sticks to roast meat, according to the vegetable kingdom or the structure classification and uses of plants. And it cites D. Appleton and Company, 1853. The blossom is so dangerous that even the honey made by bees that use the oleander plant for nectar is poisonous. Oh, my gosh. You oleander go honey. Yeah. That's only number 10, you guys, on this list. The flower toxins cause an irregular heart rate, which at first races, then drops to a rate far below normal until the heart stops beating altogether. R.I.P. Bye. It's like having a fucking crazy flowbush. Everything comes back to diabetes. Find the cure. Sorry. Sorry, guys. <laughs> no, it's okay. Shauna's a type 1 diabetic, and there needs to be awareness. Warn and we're gonna, warn. Wear it. Wear your awareness. There's bracelets and t-shirts and ribbons, oh my. Okay. Oh, I think we talked about the, number nine, that aconitum, uh, the devil's helmet. Okay. I mean. Yeah. It looks kind of almost like a, like, it's a plumbing vagina. It's like a vagina. It's, it's so beautiful. And deadly. I mean, vaginas are pretty deadly. Yeah. Think about it. Oh, okay. So this is, okay. This is the one that is also known as wolf's bane. Ooh, I so, like it. Ooh, I like that name. Dog bane. Mouse bane. Leopard's bane, tiger's bane, witch's bane, and woman's bane. Like the oleander, it is a beautiful but deadly garden plant. Apparently, it's all the banes. Bane, bane, bane. Bane is evil. Okay. It's downward curved periwinkle. Periwinkle. That's the color I was trying to think of earlier. Okay. Um, resemble a friar's cap, which explains its non-bane monikers, such as the devil's helmet, monk's hood, and blue rocket. <laughs> We're trash. There are more than two... There are 250 species of this crap. Okay. And as a member of the Buttercup family, (laughs) somebody needs to be voted off the island. (laughs) Just a few drops from the plant's root can cause paralysis of the cardiac muscles or of the entire respiratory system, which results in death. During the Middle Ages, witches used wolfsbane in their flying potions because of the feeling of... That's probably how they were talking. Because they were dizzy and numb. And brought on by its irregular heartbeat side effects. They also use them in love potions because these poisonous elixirs I love that word, often end up killing the paramour, the plant also named of Morning Widow. Earned the name of Morning Widow. Morning oh, as if sad, not the morning, like beautiful sunrise. I'm like, sorry, he's not going to love you. He died because you killed him by giving him the love. Yeah, dumbass. Okay, number eight, castor oil plant. The most poisonous in the castor world. Castor oil, huh? And they say to use that when you have bad crops and you need to poop. And or like, to help bring on labor. Why not crops, Shauna? I was thinking of, like, mustard. But, yeah, castor oil is, like, yeah, to help with, like, 
person. The most poisonous plant in the world, according to the Guinness Book of World Records, the castor oil plant is also known as the Palm of Christ, or Palma Christi. Wow! Which stems from the plant's oil's ability to heal wounds. However, it also has the power to kill! <laughs> Just one milligram of the plant's poison can kill an adult, according to the Centers of Disease... CDC. Of <laughs> Disease Control. I'm... A mess. You're going to give yourself paper cuts on your face. <laughs> <laughs> okay, fine. For centuries, the Chinese have used castor oil as a medicine when bandaging injuries. The plant is also used to produce biodiesel fuel in Brazil. Brazil, we don't have any listeners, but we should now. <gasps> I have a, I have a sister in Brazil. Um, You better get on it. Yeah. Where it is called Mamona. Mamona oil. So what's the poison part? Where's the poison? Where's the, how do we make sure that our castor oil has no poison? Castor oil can be found in chocolate. When it is used as a cocoa butter substitute as well as in soap, laxative, ink, and plastics. Why are we doing this? The flowers, plant seeds, however, contain ricin. Okay, it's the plant seeds contain ricin and extremely poisonous toxin. Ricin is also present in lower concentrations in the plant's glossy leaves, which are dark green or burgundy. The castor oil plant's flowers resemble spiky hot pink pom-poms and are especially, especially dangerous to small children. Wow. So it's the seeds, okay. not the flower themselves. So that's kind of fascinating. Uh-oh. You're fucking planting Jesus. This starts off with the... This, here, here it comes, guys. Here, here we go. Here we go. Dracunculus <laughs> vulgaris. Draculus flower for me who can speak English. Not read scientific beauty mint. Okay, native to the Mediterranean, the why? It's also known as the voodoo lily. I'm not saying that drancunculus again. Yeah, the snake lily and the stink lily, what? as it releases an aroma that reeks of rotting meat when oh. it blooms. Rotting meat, though. Ugh. That okay? Because we are mostly a true crime podcast. What it? What if a serial killer like use that to cover up the smell of dead person, and they're like, oh no, it's just my shit flowers. Crap, I've just probably given someone an idea. Hopefully they don't have, like, killers listening. Please don't be a serial killer and listen to us. We'll help. Yeah. We'll, we'll post that number for you. Um, this is the flower's way of attracting flies, which help it pollinate other voodoo lilies to keep the species alive. Fortunately, fortunately, smell only lasts for one day. Okay, so it wouldn't help a serial killer because it only lasts for a day. And they come back and be like, uh, nope, smells like dead human. Yeah. Um, the, the, okay. Namesake comes from its unique appearance, a black spike called a spadix, 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 entwined with purple petals that resembles Dracula's cape. The spadix can grow oh, wow. more than four feet tall. Jesus. The sinister blossom, much like its namesake, hates direct sunlight and flourishes in the shade. All parts of plants are poisonous, poisonous if ingested, and touching the plant may result in skin irritation or an allergic reaction. So even touching it, which this person is doing in the picture, huh. not that's great. Good job. Okay. Number six. Abrus precatorius. Precatorius? The deadly love bean. A love bean? Oh, these are not pretty. No. These aren't pretty. They look like like crocus. Cro no, what are those? I don't know. Crocus. 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 What are you talking about? Crickets? Not crickets. <laughs> Locusts. Oh, okay. <laughs> Sorry. One of the flowers was called crocus earlier and that stuck in my brain. I was also known as jacquardy. 
Why? Yeah. The coral bead plant, crab's eye, creeper, lucky bean, prayer bead. Ew, no, don't pray over it. Red bead vine and rosary pea. Stop it. No, don't well, it read. it makes sense. It looks like rosary beads. It does look like light. rosary beads. Um, resemb okay. Resembles pea pods that are about one inch long and full of black tipped scarlet seeds that are extremely poisonous. So the scarlet seeds, you need to be like, no, son, don't touch it. The poison is called abrin, which is similar to ricin, which was in the castor oil plant, but is milder. Despite its toxicity, jaquirity has long been a symbol of love in China, where it is called mutual love bean. Beyond <sighs> Si Dao? I don't know. Mutual love bean. During the 16th century, Dutch traders bought jaquirity sheaves. I don't think I'm saying jaquirity. Whatever. To Europe and America to sell them as beads. Liars. Liars. Murderers. In Holland, the poisonous seeds were combined with pearls to make necklaces. According to Poisonous Plants of the Malay Peninsula Botanic Gardens Department, 1898. This is, I'm citing the sources that are in this article. Making jewelry using jequity seeds I don't like, okay, is very dangerous, and there have been cases where people died from pricking their fingers while threading the seeds. Obviously, you'd be like, oh, I probably shouldn't use these anymore. They're still used as decorational beads in many of the tropical and subtropical areas of the world where it grows and can even be purchased on eBay. I wonder how expensive it is then because of the danger factor. Right? Wow. Oh, everybody knows this one. Everybody knows this one. Can you guess? Can you guess? It's a pretty, pretty popular flower that's dangerous. Chomp, chomp the Venus flytrap. It's almost, it's famous for feasting on unsuspecting insects. Many botanists believe that it evolved from another dangerous plant, the Drosera rotundifolia. Mm -hmm. yep. Also known as the common sundew. Sundew? Sundew to you, too. The Drosera rotundifolia <laughs> is a small endangered plant that catches and just... Okay, wait, hold on. Digest. Digest its prey. Mm -hmm. Mostly flies and worms. Found in the wetlands of, and marshes of North America, the Drosera got its name from the Greek word drosos, which means dewdrops. That's what the little droppy drops are on this picture. I'll probably just pull the pictures right off this article because that'll be better. The plant's round, lime green leaves are fringed with spiky magenta-colored hairs, the ends which sparkle with tiny dots, do, okay, drops of mucilage, a thick, a thick, sugary, gluey substance produced by the plant to attract its prey. Once a bug settles on the mucilage, mucilage, oh, it, kind of gets stuck, huh? it becomes stuck, at which point the sundew wraps its leaf around the insect in a way that's similar to an octopus ten tentacle. That was number five. Amazing. But, so it's not dangerous to us, it's just dangerous to mm -hmm. insects and worms? Yeah. Worms? Doesn't seem to be uh, okay. that way. Yeah. All right, yeah. Slide trap. I kind of love you a lot. Raphalicea arnaldi, the giant panda of the plant world. This is the cover photo. Looks like a giant Poppy colored polka dot blossom. Looks like something from the set of Sesame Street. Uh, and aliens. I don't know. Like that looks like there should be a mouth in the center. That does look like little teeth right, right? there. Yeah. yeah, wait till you guys see that picture. Bright ass red flower. But it's actually the largest individual flower in the world. You think? Oh man, just wait. Okay, it gets better. Petal to petal girth can reach up to three feet. Each petal? Yeah. It's petal to petal girth can reach up to three feet. And can weigh 15 pounds. Ooh. It grows only in rainforests of Southeast Asia and is endangered due to over-harvesting. Oh. Raffleson Arnaldi, I don't like it, is actually a root parasite, meaning that it has no stems or leaves, and it's entirely within its own host. 
which wow. is usually the root of a large tree. Instead of roots, the flower has long threads of tissue that it embeds into the host. Invasion of the body snatcher style. Dude, it's an alien plant. Uh, oh, I tooted. After months of feeding off of the host, the flower then blooms for only five days. When it does bloom, it releases a scent that reeks of rotting flesh oh in order to attract the flies that it needs to help with pollination. Despite its parasitic ways and nasty aroma, the the cartoonish appearance has earned its an adorable nickname, the giant panda of the world. I'm gonna guess I'm gonna assume a red panda because it's bright, bright red, like strawberry red. Like it looks like a strawberry has been peeled back, like with flower layers, is what it honestly looks similar to. I mean, I know we're talking more about them, but seeing these things is going to be better with this episode. Sorry, not sorry. Okay, next down, three. Drachea glyptodon. Sounds mm -hmm. like a Leoplerodon. Um, <laughs> the fraudulent flower. Fraudulent flower. It looks like a bird. A bird. <laughs> Hello. Much like the Rafflesia arnaldi and the Drinkunculus, goddammit, vulgaris, the Drachea glyptodon also smells like raw meat. Instead of aiming to attract flies, the sneaky flower's goal is to entice wasps. Ah! Wasps like yeah. the smell of meat. Okay, that makes sense because I've been camping and they get around the meat. I get it. Yep. Okay, okay. The endangered orchid slim stem tops off. Wait, tops off with a purple bulbous blossom called an insectival lab labellum that resembled a strange insect called the thenine wasp. So that's what it's trying to, I yeah, guess. I think I'm Flower can be pollinated by these wasps. Wasps. Mm, fine. So it intentionally resembles. Yeah, not the wasps, Nicole. Not the wasps. <laughs> oh shit! <laughs> I'm gonna go. <laughs> Don't come at me with that. I didn't even. I didn't even think about it. Fuck that song. Okay. So. It intentionally resembles the insect in hopes of attracting them. Female wasps are flightless and therefore have to wait on top of the flower stems for the male wasps to scoop them up and fly off. Oh, that's kind of adorable. Scoop them up and fly them off and then make babies. Just kidding, we don't need more wasps. The plant's labellum is remarkably similar in color and structure to the female wasp's abdomen. It produces pheromones that are similar, extremely similar to those given off by female wasps. When a confused male wasp, apparently they're confused in all forms, tries to grasp and fly off with the labellum, it instead comes in contact with the flower's pollen and flies off. For pollination to be successful, the same male must be duped by another drachea glyptodon. Wow, wow that takes a lot of science for this pollination to work. I'm exhausted. Yeah. Okay, Nepenthes truncata, the predatory Pitcher plant number two. There's just this big old. Looks like a little. I don't oh, even wow. know how to. It looks like a person kind of like holding a bag or something. Yeah, mm -hmm. and like the bag is open. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Looks like a little person. Let's let's read about this bad boy. This the last one reminds. It's hilarious. Um. Oh, it cut part of it off. Balance and falls inside the deep pitcher plant's body, which is extremely hard to climb out of due to its slick interior walls. Okay, so apparently when it it, it'll pull things into it. So it is literally a bag. Oh, an animal. It can pull animals into it. Oh, what kind of animals? The animal then drowns inside the pitcher plant and is dissolved into digestive enzymes. Aww. Man, I'm mad it cut off part of that. Poop on a biscuit. The pitcher can plant... Oh, wait. The pitcher plant can grow to be more than 16 inches in height. The plants vary in colors, ranging from burgundy to a ghostly white shade, with the curved heart-shaped petals surrounding its mouth, often growing in a stripe pattern resembling a candy cane. 
The Nepenthes tracata grows solely on the island of Mindanoa in the Philippines and is extremely rare. Philippines. Philippines. You listen to us. Are you still there? Are you still there, Philippines? Because we need you to send us a picture of this flower if you see it in life. But don't touch it. Yeah, and if it has an animal in it, I want to see too. Please tell us what the animal is. Thanks, bye. Um, it's probably disturbing, but that's who we are. <laughs> All right, this one. It's called the Titan Arum, and it's called the Corpse Flower, but it looks like a flower that's got a heart on. <laughs> <laughs> a big old flower with this just big white Big old flower dick. Drinking red fucking flower. <laughs> God. Oh, it's cut. I don't like it. Um, it's one of the largest flowers in the world. Can grow up to 20 feet tall, 15 feet across in the wild. While the corpse flower can be found in many botanical gardens, um, including the Brooklyn Botanical or Botanic Garden, in nature it only grows in the tropical forests of Sumatra and Indonesia. Do we have people in Indonesia? We're going to check super fast. Holy crap. 20 feet? There's a big old flower, Nick. That's a big old flower, Nick. <laughs> I could have sworn we did and we don't. Singapore. Not Indonesia. God bless it. Well, maybe. Maybe now. Maybe, maybe now. Indonesia. Right into us. The inflorescence of the corpse flower is actually composed of thousands of minuscule flowers which heat up during the blooming process triggering the risk of awful odor which is caused by sulfur-based compounds compounds awesome. thankfully while the flower blooms for three days the smell typically only lasts for about eight hours so it opens at night the flower scent attracts carcass eating insects which pollinate its central spike or inflorescence until it collapses three days later well, so it only blooms for a very short period. For a short period of time, it only stinks for about eight hours. That's a long time to stink. That's a very long time. That's so wacky. Wackadoodle. But yeah, so um, so this has been a little, as I've been trying to call it, bitty babble. But I don't want to be like saying that I'm trying to bitty copy bitty and bitty bop or <laughs> banana babbles. <laughs> that one looked like a bleeding <laughs> banana. Can't wait to post it and let you guys judge them. But I, so yeah, so um, it's not always going to be something quite this, you know, fluffy as like. Or maybe some, it will. Maybe it will be this fluffy. If you like it, you tell if us. If you like us, yeah, we need you to tell us, talk to us, be our friends. We're pretty cool. I mean, there's a lot of you listening now, so let us, us know what you want. Seriously, yeah, we, we want to know things. Mm -hmm. If there's cases you like, if like one of my, there's one story that I'm working on. It's another freaking child's case because I like to torture myself. But um, one of my friends had suggested it, and so that'll probably be coming up in the very near future. But, yeah, so I hope you guys enjoyed this surprise episode. So every other Friday, um, for now, for now, um, you'll, we'll be putting out a second episode during the week for you guys. And it could be me telling a story. It could be Shauna. It could be Kelly. It could be Bailey. Who knows? Who freaking knows? It's always a surprise. But as always, you can um, follow us on Facebook. It's just Bloody Babbles Podcast. It's a page um, at, twi on twi at Twitter. On Twitter. You at on Twitter. <laughs> Bloody Babbles. Instagram is Bloody Babbles Podcast. Send us an email at Bloody Babbles. Oh, my God. Bloody Babbles Podcast at gmail.com. Tell us if you have any weird plants that have grown in your yard that you've encountered. Um, don't eat weird mushrooms because that's not safe. Um, um, if you are feeling so inclined, check out our Patreon at patreon.com slash bloodybabblespodcast. If you want to donate to us through Anchor, you can do that as well. Prices vary. Prices vary. It's a fortress. 
I'm just selling my soul. Um, 99 cents up to $20. Just whatever you, if whatever you're feeling like guys and donating does helps us make this even better. It helps us put together goodies. It helps us. It's just gonna, it's a big old, just help, help. help yeah. Help, it help, helps help. us so we can, we can continue to get better and do better for you and make this, um, the best podcast out there, if you will, for you to listen to. Yeah. We want to just be amazing. We just want to just keep being amazing for you guys. But we are looking at goodies for, um, to get for you guys. Um, we have things on order that are coming in and so far, um, yeah. we just see that. It's going to be amazing. <laughs> so until next time, my beautiful Babylonians, Babylon, Babylon. Bye. Hey, this is Mark Jolliffe, a.k.a. DJ Soundwave, host of the Infinite Banter podcast. want to welcome everybody listening to come check out my show, Infinite Banter. The topics are infinite, and I'll banter about anything from hip-hop music to TV to movies, wrestling, comic books. You name it, I've talked about it on this show. I've had guests like Kurokski from the Fat Boys and underground hip-hop acts like Dirt Platoon on the show. I've also had actor Joshua Michael from The Walking Dead, Tommy McLaughlin, director of Friday the 13th Part 6, Jason Lives, as well as independent wrestlers like Shaza McKenzie and Roxy, and legendary wrestlers like B. Brian Blair have all been on the show. So come check out Infinite Banter, where I'll talk about anything from TV to comic books to wrestling to hip-hop music. Listen to the show on all digital platforms, specifically Spotify, iHeartRadio, Google Podcasts, Everywhere you hear podcasts, you'll hear the show Infinite Banter. So come check me out, the Infinite Banter Podcast.